0: Hey, happy September, everybody. You know what September 1 means, right? Well, it means that if you add two weeks to it, the Penguins will open rookie camp. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. That is the date, September 15, when... All of the team's younger guys will be in. A lot of the ones that were at the development camp, but also uh, older players than that is a bit of a bigger group, but enough that they can conduct scrimmages and so forth. They get a lot of stuff out of the way, some instructional stuff out of the way before the veterans come in so you don't waste the veterans' time with stuff like, hey, make sure you back check. You, know? you can get into some more detail without – Boring, you know, like a Jeff Carter or someone. But it's not far away. The week after that, it's actual training camp. And just within a couple days of that, it's the preseason schedule. So hockey is right there. And I'm not sure if it's because of the quarterback controversy happening in football, the anger that's always surrounding the baseball club, But it sure feels like hockey is a million miles off the radar in Pittsburgh. Now, I've no doubt that's going to change once, you know, Sidney Patrick Crosby shows up and puts skates on. That's just the nature of who we are. You see the stars and you see all of the familiar names and the first time somebody puts out a Video of Jake Gensel scoring some beautiful goal in a scrimmage. Everyone's going to go, whoa. But What I can't help wonder about already, and I feel like this is a fair thing to bring up, is whether or not people are going to be excited about this team. Not their team, not their favorite players, but this team and this team's potential. The last couple of years if you think about it, particularly once the COVID thing started to subside and you could get people back into the arenas again. The pattern was that the Penguins immediately, immediately showed that they were a really good regular season team again. Do you remember last year? Where were they that they opened up? Yeah, in Tampa. And they absolutely slaughtered the Lightning with half of their minor league club. And everyone was reminded, well, look at this. The head coach really has a solid system, can plug anybody into that. And Tristan Jari played really well. And they did it without Sid and Gino and everything else. And this is only going to get better when they come back and everything else. And there was an immediate sense of, okay, they're competitive. And then as the season went along, that only solidified. Both years, I should say. Both years. Because in the first of the past two years, that's when the predictions were out there that the Penguins weren't even going to make the playoffs, this impossible division that they were placed in. And they ended up winning the division. Last year, they were right in there through the whole thing as well, despite significant injuries. So everyone got their hopes up, hopes up, hopes up. And Lucy's holding the football there at the end. And here comes Charlie Brown running to it. And there goes the first round of playoffs. the fans aren't going to be a little bit more careful this time around, even if the Penguins were to play exceptionally well in the regular season. Again, even if there were signs that, hey, Sid and Gino and Tanger, they still got it. Those contracts are going to look great for a long time. Oh, by the way, look at Jeff Carter flying around again. Must have been something wrong with him at the end of last season. I still think you're going to have some trepidation because of the playoff thing. Every single statement about the hockey team is going to be followed by a dot, dot, dot and something related to the Islanders or the Rangers. And that'll be fair. I'm not criticizing it. I'm actually not even expressing a viewpoint on it other than that I think it'll exist. And because it'll exist... Believe you me, it'll make its way into the locker room. Not even the most sheltered, secluded, I-don't-even-look-at-Twitter type of players can avoid this sort of thing completely. If there's a negativity in town about this team, if there's a, they're all too old, never should have kept them all together, Uh, This core, that core, yeah, I see Jari now, but what about Jari when he threw that puck up the middle of the rink? The head coach won't play the young guys. The GM won't make the big move. And what are we doing with nine NHL defensemen when we don't even have a third line? These are all questions I think are going to come up and are going to be valid if they play out the way I just described. But I also know this. There are guys in that room. There's one in particular that loves to operate with a chip on his shoulder. And when I say chip, I'm talking about Mount Kilimanjaro on his shoulder. And that would be your Christopher Letang. He is that guy who sees, hears, and reads everything and then proceeds to share it within the room. I'm not guessing at this. And he is that guy who loves to take material that's negative and turn it into a motivating factor for him. And if that's something that manages to spread its way through the room in a healthy kind of way, maybe it can be a positive. Maybe these guys would be pushed, these great players, the core guys, by people saying, you can't do that again. You're done. You've won your last cup. Maybe Sid will think about that feeling that he had in San Jose, which is difficult for me to describe to people, but the way he was physically connected to the cup, carrying it all around the SAP Center, probably took it to the bathroom with him. Because as he'd make clear that night, he was ecstatic to have gotten it again. Because after 2009, all kinds of other things happened in the injury and. And a couple of upset eliminations along the way, the Boston series, those kinds of things that he was able to make it back. That's what pushed him. So if there is a little bit of negativity around this team, maybe it'll work against them, maybe it'll work for them, but it's going to be a factor. When we come back, J1Q. eric who says dk do you think the fenway group locked up mike sullivan and the core to normalize what to expect from the penguins over the next few years because they're looking for longer term stability because they want to buy an nba franchise and place it in las vegas eric that's a reach um the implication i think without putting words in your mouth here that you're putting forth is that they really don't wanna distract themselves with this annoying hockey thing so that they can focus on this important basketball thing. That's not the impression that I've gotten from them uh, in any capacity, certainly not from Tom Werner. I've mentioned a few times, both speaking on this show and also in print, that Werner was around the team Way more than I thought we'd see anybody from FSG at any stage of their ownership. He practically lived in Pittsburgh for a couple of months, was at every single home game, made some trips uh, all over the club and not just from a skybox. Uh, He was down there at ice level. He wasn't going around the locker room and weird stuff like that. But he was there. And this is a guy who's, I want to say he's 70. And I apologize if I'm wrong about that in either direction. This isn't someone who's got the boundless energy of, say, a teenager. Not to mention the free time that you'd need to just hang around for the sake of hanging around. Uh, As I mentioned on yesterday's show that focused a lot on Werner and FSG and their motivations for signing Sullivan to the contract that they did. They're always looking for the best of the best when it comes to management. Now, I understand everybody can say that. It sounds great. But they've actually got a history of locking up people like Sullivan. And when you're talking about on the ice, well... No, the three guys that they've got and the two that they had to sign this summer are kind of up there as well. But to suggest that it's done so that the franchise can kind of operate on autopilot while they go get fixated on an expansion team uh, in another league, uh, I'm not feeling that at all. I'm sure something like that would be exciting uh, for any group, large or small that would attempt to venture it. Expansion teams are a thrill. (laughs) If you want to talk about pressure, the last expansion team in Las Vegas went all the way to the Stanley Cup final, so the bar is set kind of high. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.